Welcome to the Random Tea Agent Carter podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about season one, episode seven, Snafu. Which you know what Snafu stands for? Because I, I do. I do, but. Situation I'm... normal, all fucked up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's, I do, but. It's a military, oh, it's a military acronym. Like it's for real. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. And it's very accurate description. Uh, yeah, I thought, of, I thought that was episode. a good episode title. Yeah, very good. Uh, it was directed by Vincent Maisano, who um, is the little brother of Christopher Maisano, who is uh, another director. Okay. Um, Vincent directed eight episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., including the season three mid-season finale. Okay. And five episodes of The West Wing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I was all about that. So I was a happy bunny. Um, and it was written by Chris um, Dinges. and Bless um, you. He wrote... It may be a she. They wrote um, nine episodes of the American version of Being Human, um, and they're an executive producer for Agent Carter. Do you know what season of Being Human? No. Okay. Because season one is the only one that matters. Okay. Beyond that, I can. I'll get it eventually. Stick with the. Stick with the British one. Yeah. The American one got really weird. Yeah. Plus, the uh, British one had Aiden. Yeah. Yeah, it has Aiden in it, and that's the only one worth watching. It's so angsty, though. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. You can't get a werewolf and a ghost and a vampire uh, vampire together without it being angsty. That just sounds like a terrible sitcom, but... Uh, three in episode one, or in season one. Okay, because the American season one's the only one that matters. But they were spread out throughout all throughout four seasons, so... Um, so, yeah, so those that's our writer and director. Okay. Uh, I liked it. I thought this was a good episode. I think things got ramped up. We oh, only had yeah. we only had two episodes left. Yeah. So shit, shit's going down. I, I was glad shit was going down because I was starting to worry. Yeah. That it was just going to drag a little bit. And I really love the interactions between Peggy and our three main SSR leads. Yes. Um. Because she, man, she we she stopped pulling punches. Yeah. We got Yeah. Once she stopped pulling punches and we got everybody together, it really yeah helped a lot the story along. Um, it just, it was like the the culmination of everything we've seen. Well, I mean, we've had set up for six episodes, literally. Yeah. yeah. And this is our our conclusion, which and it was a was it a two part finale? I can't remember. <sighs> there were two episodes. I don't think it's a two part finale. Okay. There well, was this episode and then the episode eight. I think they shot them back to back though. If did they? I can't remember. I don't know. I can't freaking remember. Who knows? I can look though. So yeah. Um, so we start off, and um, it is uh, three years ago in Russia, and um, as in 1941 or 44, not three years ago, 2000. No, three <laughs> okay. years ago in the, okay. in the show, which would make it, it's 46 in the show, so that would make it 43. Okay, I, I was confused for a second. What the hell are you talking about? Um, and so it's, it's like this battlefield, and... Um, there's this really bloody surgeon, and he walks up to who we who we now know to be Doctor Avchenko. They were not aired at the same time. Okay, um, and so he uh, he wants you're raising your hand. The book that Doctor Avchenko is reading is the tragical history of the life and death of Doctor Fest- Festus. Festus or Fest- Faustus? Faustus. 
I can't pronounce things. Okay. Faustus, who is a Captain America villain. Uh-huh. Captain America, volume one, number two, uh, number 107 in November of 1968. Interesting. Good job. So, there you go. So, uh, Dr. Ivchenko is reading Easter. that. Yeah. And, um, Sorry, that was important to me. That was very important. <laughs> and so, the surgeon wants uh, his help. He's got this this uh, kid who needs his leg amputated, and they've run out of all their anesthetic. And um, he says that uh, Ivchenko, he knows that he can hypnotize people. So he wants to hypnotize him. And Ivchenko's like, I've never done anything like this before. Right. And he's like, uh, well, it's either this or he dies. But yeah, because if they try to operate without anesthetic, he's going to go into shock immediately. Right. So, uh, Avchenko does agree, and he tries, and he starts to get this kid to remember his life before the war. And he, like, completely transports this kid. There was some major creep factor in this scene to me. Oh, yeah. It was really kind of, it threw me off. But I think it was interesting that he was, um, Avchenko was, um coerced into using his power this way not coerced in a bad way but he well, hadn't done it to this extent before yeah i mean there's there's hypnotizing like it didn't occur to him yeah there's hypnotizing people and there's hypnotizing people yeah uh to change a situation yeah um as opposed to using it in a therapeutic manner i suppose yeah but when we see him do it it's uh it's with good reason it's a noble mm-hmm. purpose um which i'm interested in in learning how he went from this to what we see to later. To where we see in present. Because this well, is presumably before he was recruited for Leviathan. Right. Because he's in the military. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. Um, so then we go to present show time, which is 46. Thank you. Um, and we've got... <laughs> I <was> really confused <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> we've got Dooley and Ivchenko are behind the uh, two-way glass watching Sousa question Peggy. Um, and he's talking about uh, Krasminski. It's kind of like a, a, this isn't the interrogation montage, is it? No, no, no. Um, And so that's artfully done, though, and that's that's a little bit later. Um, So Sousa thinks that Peggy's been pretending this whole time. And he he brings up, almost throws it in his face, in her face, that he's been behind her Mm -hmm. for the past, you know, for the past, uh, for her time with the SSR. I think he says six months. Six months, yeah. And so... He um he wants to know why she took the vial, and Peggy's like, I don't have time for this shit. You he need to be going after Dottie. I don't think he knows there's a vial in there. Well, why she took the oh okay the blush yeah the the sphere or whatever the hell yeah um which we know to be the vial okay um and so Peggy's like anyway you need to be going after Dottie, and so um we go back to the uh we go back to the behind the mirror and Ivchenko tells Dooley he's like wow she's really she's a good damn liar and so you're like you bitch you, you bitch i know i know bastard. i know you and you, you and with the bad people and so um this is when Thompson comes in and he tells Dooley that um what we saw in the previous episode that Yauk uh agent Yauk was killed uh, in a rather nasty traffic right, collision. Right, right. Yeah, because he's the one that stepped in front of the bar. Yeah. To, and then, yeah. Yeah. And now, now um, Thompson. Yep. I can't remember his name. 
Oh, is is suspicious of of uh, Ivchenko. Ivchenko. Yeah. Oh, good lord, I'm like looking at the name right in front of me. <laughs> uh, of him being in the inter not in the interrogation, but behind and Julie the snaps at him when he mentions. Oh it. yeah, he's like he's fine. Like you don't have to explain yourself. That I'm like whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the fact that Thompson picked up on it mm -hmm. gives me a little no respect, but a little hope. Yeah, a little hope. Yeah. And so Ivchenko, um, he's like, oh, I, well, you know, I, I'll leave rather than be a problem to you. And Dooley's, Dooley tells Thompson to escort Ivchenko back to Dooley's office. And then... Um, Which, you know, it kind of makes sense um, for Ivchenko... What's his name? Ivchenko. To... to to do that, because if there's conflict like that going on, how much control of the hypnotizing can he maintain? That's a good point. So I think that was a very good... Like, oh, yeah, and you know what? I'm not... Yeah, fine. he's... So we know he's not all-powerful. Yeah. It's just hypnosis. It's not... It has to be with a... And we've seen Dooley getting shaken out of it before, too. We saw that mm -hmm. in the previous episode. Yeah. Um, it's It needs to be one-on-one... -on -one. It's very... Because, like, he can't do a whole room. Yeah, the right situation. So there are limits to his power. So then the fact that there would have been... Two, for them to have been two men in there and then for them to have to be at odds. Yes. And the fact that he was willing to walk... Step away from the situation to maintain his control-ish. Yeah. yeah. I thought was a really great... Uh, yeah. It shows how calculating he is. Mm -hmm. um, and so then we... And consistent. Th this is where we get... The interrogation montage, which okay. I thought was really I well done. I enjoyed it. Um, we get we go between Thompson and Dooley and Sousa are each questioning Peggy. And you notice that Sousa's the hardest on her. I ha you know why? Because he's betrayed. Well, and he kind of one of the things he throws up in her face is um, her relationship with Howard. Mm. And he's like, even he got to you. So he takes that. He takes it from that angle. And he plays the hurt man pain. So he's doing the woman scorned. Yeah. Which, how dare you? And even if she had had a relationship with Howard, who the fuck cares? It was he. But to, he takes it from that standpoint of, yeah. like she said, he put her up on this pedestal. And he's now angry that she might have had a romantic relationship with Howard. Right. And it's this piss baby man that pain. That she's not who he thought she was. And, uh, and, and so he's the most... Right. And I feel like Thompson was the easiest on her. Well, I thought it was interesting that we see, we see Thompson, we see Susan, and then the first thing Dooley says to her is, I'm impressed. You played us all. As well he should have been. And I was like... Because he was played. Mm -hmm. But not in the way he thinks. Because, and Thompson, Thompson has the added benefit of, and as he brings this up, he's like... I saw her in Russia. She saved my life. He saw she what she's... She had no reason to do that. If anybody there knows what she's capable of, it's Thompson. Exactly. Because even, even Sousa having seen what she did in the diner and Thompson having seen it, she saved Thompson's life. And yes. she didn't have to do she that. She didn't have to do that. She could have just left him there. Exactly. So, uh, he's, he's, he's the one who seems the most hurt Sousa's angry Sousa is Sousa is very angry because he accuses her of sleeping with Howard uh, well, but he's that's an emotional oh yeah issue where Thompson is professionally yeah hurt yeah and Dooley's just wary all, well he's very businessy he's very wary and he's still got that hypnotic thing going on so yeah I and thought it was a great montage I thought it was too and so um Thompson says that 
He's like, listen, your buddy Howard left you out to dry. And uh, Peggy's like, haven't you dumb shits figured this out yet? (laughs) Howard is not involved. Um, And so she starts telling him that she's been conducting her own investigation, which goes about as well as it did when um, Jarvis tried to get her to explain herself as if she was telling the SSR. Not well. Yeah, not well. Not well. Um, because Dooley, Dooley asked her. Oh, about, when they were. Oh, you're talking about when they were role playing. Yeah. Okay. When he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. j- just try to explain to me what you were doing. She's like, I was conducting my own investigation. <laughs> Doesn't sound good. No. Mm-mm. And so, um, Dooley asks her about the. So um, good callback. Yeah, about the the sphere that we know has Steve's blood in it, and he asks her about Finnow, and she's like, I don't know, I didn't serve there. I didn't. Well, I didn't see any act. I, I didn't, didn't see any she action. She says there. I didn't see any action, and my first thought was. You didn't get to sleep with anybody while you were in Finnell? I just, that's where <laughs> my mind went. And it was very sad. And so um, she's like, again, you need to go be looking for Dottie. You were so close. She was right there and you let her slip through her fingers. Yep. And so we go to Dottie. And she's buying a baby carriage. It's so creepy. And can I just say this actress did a badass job with Dottie? She really did. Especially once we saw the real Dottie versus the role she plays for everybody in America. Mm-hmm. The robot Dottie, Ooh. as I think of her. Yes, yes. The gee golly Willikers Dottie is just <laughs> so much more. And her facial expressions. Yeah, and yeah, it's just, it's so much more impressive once you see robot Dottie. Yes. You go, oh shit. Ooh, yeah. And so um, the uh, they get her a blanket. Okay, now... I don't know if you know. It was a pink blanket. It's a pink blanket. It's a pink blanket. crossed. Now, think of the implications of that. Yeah. The red room. Yep. Little girls. Yep. The pink blanket. Well, and because, also... What because we, Dottie's... In Dottie's mind, women are superior. Little girls are superior to little boys. Well, I think that's interesting, too, because this also adds a layer, now that we know from Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. they, they uh, sterilize them. Mm-hmm. And the red room. So, yeah, there's all kinds of implications there's in that layers. one scene. Yep. And so, um, but, so, but yeah, that's, I think, after seeing Age of Ultron and then rewatching mm-hmm. this, seeing the pink blanket going, uh, see what you did. And you're there. right. You're right. She sees female superiority. Absolutely. And so, um, so she's like, oh, well, you must be getting a good head start because you're not even showing. And she's like, it'll happen sooner than you think. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? And you're like, all right, whatever. All right. Um, so we go back to Peggy and um, Thompson's like, um, all right, listen, I the deal that I tried to make with you is off the table. And she was like, okay, I wasn't going to take it anyway. Yeah, you dumb shit. Happen. And he's like, he insinuates that the next step is going to be physical, which is what we've Something seen. Something he Thompson, doesn't want to do. He doesn't want to do. And um, Peggy's like, yeah, and let's go. And she makes a comment in the in the montage with Sousa that she's like, you want to hit me? Now's the time. And she's, because she's yeah. chained to the table. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, she'd still kick your ass. She would. And so um, <laughs> this is where we go to the uh, the phone company portion of the building. That, was her name Ruth? Rose. Rose. And Jarvis waltzes in and he goes. Because she is, in fact, Penelope Garcia's ancestor. She is. We know for, she f- is. for a Fact. Yes. Yeah. I've had canon that. It's true. One of those, you know, facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Jarvis comes in. He goes straight down to Rose, and he's like, "Um, I need to, uh, I need to speak to Chief Dooley." And she's like, "Do what now?" 
Well, hmm, hmm. I don't I don't know I don't know anything about that. And at the same time they show her reaching With under the gun the, under for the, the gun under and I'm like, You go girl. And Jarvis Which means like, they've trained her exactly on that weapon. Exactly. Mm. Well or and everybody in that Pe- room knows. Or maybe Peggy did. I think everybody in that room knows because when he says Chief Julie, all the other operators are like, oh, shit, he knows stuff. <laughs> so it's not just Rose in there, and um, which they have to because these are presumably the phone operators for the SSR. And so um, Jarvis is like, no, no, I've been here before for interrogation. and um, I know what this place is. And she still won't say anything until he's like, I have Howard Stark sign confession. Hold, please. Hold, please. <laughs> so Jarvis uh, is taken in to see Peggy. I was wondering where Jarvis was. Yes. And he says that he has uh, Howard's confession, that he robbed his own vault, and that he's been selling all this stuff, which we know is bullshit. And um, so Dooley says that he will release Jarvis and Peggy if Stark turns himself in. Well, and the, uh, the, the catch is the lawyers have the signed page yes this is what's in the the suitcase is just the confession the itself confession. but the signature page is not included until jarvis and, and peggy, peggy are released, released. yes so, Jar- so um so julie yeah he won't let him go until they have stark in custody and jarvis agrees and um because jarvis panics yeah and uh so, oh, okay so here's a question okay did you think the confession was real no the first time you watched this nope. through, you did not believe that Howard Stark was actually going to make the full confession. Shit, no. Hell no. He's Howard Stark. Hell no. Okay, Hell I was just curious. No. So, um, so as Dooley leaves, they uh, they uncuff Peggy, and um, I think you know Dooley might have even said something about cleaning out her desk, and and um, Jarvis is like, "What do you mean? Wait a minute!" And she's and he makes the point. Of, Dooley makes the point of saying, "She's free from prosecution, but she's kicked out of the SSR." Yeah, she won't work there anymore now. So we're like, duh, duh, duh. Well, you can't blame him no. at this point. From Dooley's point of view, yeah, any employer would, yeah, she'd be out of there. Yeah. So, and um, what was it Dooley says to Jarvis? I find you repulsive. Yeah. Which is probably the only time that James Darcy has ever heard those words. Probably. I just want to say. Probably. It's a very important line. Yeah. Poor James. I know. Sweet babby. Hmm. <sighs> So, I know we wanted to talk about our sponsor real quick. Yes, absolutely. Unofficial natural fandom fragrances. Bam, I said it right. You sure did right off the bat. I didn't even, I wasn't even looking at anything, nothing. (laughs) It's such a struggle for us and we hate that. (laughs) Oomph. Oomph. Yes, um, guys, you've heard us talk about this before and we're going to talk about it again because, believe it or not, they're still sponsoring us. Not sure how that happened. (laughs) Um, But they are, uh, they're not perfumes. They are fragrance sprays made from all natural essential oils. So those of you with allergies, you know, there you go. Uh, But they, I I love these things. I do too. My bathroom counter is just, has a line of them. Um, Sherlock and then the Supernaturals. And then I've got, you know, I have Han Solo. Of course you do. From the Star Wars collection. And, uh. I got my White Walker. Mm-hmm. It's so blue and pretty. That's limited edition. Sorry, that's sold out. Um, They'll make a custom blend for you, though. They will make a custom blend because it's it's peppermint. Spearmint. Spearmint and wintergreen. Yeah, it is. The White Walker, it's great. Um, but they will custom blend. You won't get the blue bottle. Sorry. Yeah. That was limited edition. Hopefully next um, year they'll have. Maybe. They maybe. brought Hermione back. They did bring Hermione back, but Hermione sells out so fast. Yes. Uh, they got the Hogwarts. I don't have any of the Hogwarts houses. I have Ravenclaw because you got me yeah, Ravenclaw. Yeah, I had to. Call, very call, 
Um, well, I guess uh, I was Sleeping Beauty was gifted to me because it's she's my favorite Disney princess. Oh, okay, so I okay. have Sleeping Beauty. Um, I love them. I do too. They're they're wonderful. They are great. I love Han Solo. It smells so Han Solo-y. I don't even know what it's his benefit supposed to be, and I don't even care. It doesn't matter at I, that point. I don't care. It just smells so good. Um, Moriarty, I think, is the one I use the most. Yeah, because I sprayed on my pillow. Before I go to bed. And you got Moriarty about a year ago. I've had Moriarty for about a year. For about and a year. It's still kicking, right? Yeah, it is. It so, smells I mean, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, they, they, they. Yeah, ship. but you haven't run out either. No. I've, and you spray it on your pillow every they're night. Two, yeah, they're two ounce bottles. Yeah. Maybe not every night, but they're two ounce bottles. Um, and it's lasted forever. Yeah. Because uh, two ounces is a lot. Yeah. Really. Um, and then in spray form, yeah. Right, and they're uh, they're amber bottles, which mm-hmm. maintains the essential oils integrity, integrity. So, like you know, sunlight and crap don't get scuzzy. I know, right? Uh, I love them. Yeah, I think they're wonderful. And if you use our discount code Random Tea Podcast, no S, you will get ten uh, percent off an order of five dollars or more, yep. which is pretty pretty and, damn cool. Yeah, they're very reasonable. They start at like four dollars and yeah. go up um, depending on what the ingredients are in them. Uh, but if you buy them in a bundle, you can save, you can bundle them. And if there's any, uh, like we know they have, they don't have any Marvel characters right now. Yet. Um, so if there's any that you would like to see, let them know. They, yeah. I mean, one of the reasons they did Rose from Doctor Who is because so many people so kept many asking people, for it. So many people wanted the Rose because they have, uh, Doctors 9 through 12. Mm-hmm. And you can get the Time Lord bundle. Time, T-H-Y-M-E. Because all the Doctors are time-based. <laughs> It's so great. It's awesome. They have such a sense of humor with these. They do. Uh, yep. And then you, know, you got your uh, you got your Super Who Lock collection, of course. Yes. The Supernatural, the Doctor Who, and Sherlock. Yep. Um, Star Wars. All the Disney. Oh, so many Disney princesses. Yeah. They have a Wonder Woman. They have they, Joker. They I have, have Wonder Harley. Woman. I have Wonder Woman, Joker, Joker and Harley. Uh, Wonder Woman's yeah. good stuff. Is it? Yeah. That's I the, really like That's Wonder the fibromyalgia Woman. one, isn't mm-hmm. it? It is. Yeah. I like that one too so yeah check them out um if you don't want to commit to one you can get you a sample for like 70 cents and we're not talking on a little spray card or anything we're talking yeah. an actual sample that you can use yeah um i like to put it like on my chin mm-hmm. because then way it's it's the smell because mm-hmm. they're not real strong yeah yeah but, you know it's real good which is good though i mean they're not yeah, you, real strong no, you don't want you don't want to be that weird perfume person so i enjoy them check them out yeah we like them um, and one thing I would also like to remind everybody of is that they can freaking email us and talk to us. Yes, they can. At randomtpodcast at gmail.com, especially knowing that Agent Carter Season 2 is coming up. Absolutely. We will be doing a preview podcast for uh, Season 2, mm-hmm. which starts January 19th. Woo-woo. Uh, and if you, you know, you can email us, you can get us on Twitter at randomtcasts. Or on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. And you know what? If you follow us either on the Twitter or the Tumblr you'll know exactly the moment any one of our podcasts drop. That's right. That is so correct. So you will never miss a single episode. You won't. Because not only do we podcast for Agent Carter. Oh, but there's so much more. There's Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. And the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Yes, which we just finished recording uh, Iron Man 2. Yep. Uh, speaking of Howard Stark. <laughs> <laughs> so much Howard Stark. Yeah. Uh, but then we also, there's Gotham. Mm-hmm. And then there's Sleepy Hollow. And just plain old random movies, yep. which is a lot of fun. Uh, suggestions are welcome. We're about to do Snowpiercer next weekend. <laughs> Snowpiercer. Can't wait for Snowpiercer. I, I, w- 
would I would <gasps> just I'd put up there with Jupiter ascending. Just oh saying. god, just go watch it. It's got Chris Evans it's in it hilarious. and he's pretty it's, and bearded uh, and please go watch is it, it. Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. So please watch it so you can It's gonna enjoy, be a fun enjoy podcast. the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have a list. I know you are. It's gonna be great. So So yeah. Yeah, you can uh listen to all of our podcasts on our website at randomtpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can listen to all of, straight from the website, or you can find us on iTunes or Stitcher or Pocket Casts. And if you like what you're hearing, we would love for you to leave us a review and a rating or whatever. Um, it would it would make us happy. Or just send us hugs. Or just send us hugs. We like those too. Whichever. We squeal. We do. Guaranteed squeal. Guaranteed. Uh, anything else? I think that's it. Okay. All right. So back to our episode. We will now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. <laughs> So Peggy goes to her desk because she's gonna pack her pack her shit up, and um, what shit? She has nothing in her desk. Yeah, and uh, so then she goes to see Jarvis, who's being rallied in the conference room, and um, she's like, "You don't really have Howard Stark's confession." He was like, "I panicked. He panicked. I like didn't a little... think you were ever coming home." <laughs> it's like a little puppy. <laughs> I love this. Okay, these two people together, these two actors, Haley and James together, are two of the most underrated yeah. actors. These two, you, Dub Smash Wars. Oh my gosh. Dub Smash Wars. Yes. I miss them. Yes. And so he's like, I panicked. <laughs> so, um, I love Jarvis. But she, uh, she realizes the implication is that uh, it makes her look like she's been you know, like, kind of like a whore. Yeah, that she's just another one of Stark's women. Right. And so um, she's like, uh, oh, this is where she's like, I'm really impressed that that Howard was willing to sacrifice himself. And then she's like, wait a minute. Wait. Jarvis, what did you do? (laughs) And he's like, I tried to get a hold of him and I couldn't get a hold of him. And so I, and and I, uh, this is what I did. (laughs) So she's like, you know, they're not going to let us go until Howard turns himself in. And eventually they'll figure out we were lying. And then we'll be hanged as traitors. Good job, buddy. Have you ever been hanged? Yeah. Uh, no? No. Bless him. Little. I want to know when he Peggy's tried. been hanged. That's he what I tried. Know. He gets a card. So this is where uh, this is where Dooley um, goes to his office where Ivchenko is there. And he calls his wife to talk to her. Because we know he they've been having problems. And he's like, he, want, he, wants to, he wants to talk to her. He wants to come over for dinner. And um, this is when Ivchenko starts manipulating him again. And he starts well, talking about... It's like about, he has to, uh, to re-up the hypnotism. Yes. He's got to get another hit in or whatever. <laughs> so, um, so, so we go back to Jarvis and Peggy. And Jarvis is like, okay, we can lure an agent in. And then and Peggy's like, that's stupid. That's, you're <laughs> not Jarvis. planning anything else, Jarvis. No, just shut Go up. Sit. <laughs> Go sit in the corner. But this is where she sees, because the, the blinds are, are up in Dooley's office, and the blinds are up in the conference room. And so she sees Ivchenko um, sending hand signals from the window. Okay, now wait. Okay. She's in the conference room, yep. which is in the opposite wall from Dooley's office. Think yeah. about the set. Yeah. There are at least, that, that set is two desks wide a row of desks on this side and a row of desks on this side yeah 
And then the aisle in between. And then an aisle in between. And then, of course, there's space between the walls and the desks on right. the outside. Like between the conference room and the first row of desks. Right. There's a nice aisle there. Mm-hmm. That's an awful long distance. Yeah. Between the conference room and Dooley's office on the other side for her to see as clearly as she did. You know what it exactly. is. She's Peggy Carter. No, it's true. <laughs> I just found it a little but, hard yeah. to swallow that she yeah. saw as well as she did through yeah all that shit man i'm kind of surprised they didn't have Dooley's office well i was thinking like if, the blinds drawn and well, everything. i was thinking that if they had jarvis and uh peggy in the conference room that they would have the blinds drawn in there yeah yeah but of course if they're inside the conference room they could yeah move those around anyway it was i found it to be hard to believe so so Donnie's across the way in the dentist's office uh getting the message from Ivchenko and uh Peggy translates it and um Jarvis recognizes that it's Morse code and she's surprised he was in the military he was he was he was he's not as think as you dumb he is yes him's precious little baby he should be protected at all costs he should and so um they realize that he's telling her to prepare for evacuation in um well it was it 90 or 19 because i don't i want to i think it was 90 okay yeah because there was a lot happened between here and there because i didn't have subtitles in one of the versions um because i didn't save them on my dvr like i should have and um i was like you know i I thought i heard 19 and then i was like that's absurdly short 90 okay um and so peggy's like oh leviathan's coming Da, da, da. Dun, dun, dun. so yeah so this is when Peggy- okay so all i can think of is is from um the avengers movie mm-hmm. the big leviathan that came through this new york the shatari the big shatari mm-hmm. wiggly worm thing yeah that's all i can think of leviathan is coming yeah. wah, wah, <laughs> wah, you know <laughs> my brain goes to these weird places i know that's okay um and so kicking her ass into gear Peggy calls Dooley in and she's going to, she's going to confess. So it's a confessing kind of day. <laughs> it's a big old snafu is what it is. It is. And so she's like, yeah, this whole Stark thing is bullshit. And so this is when um, Dooley and Sousa and Thompson come in and she lays it all out for them. And she, tells, she does tell them the entire she truth. She does. She's like, uh, the reason we were on the boat. Um, we left just before you got there. She wanted the credit to go to at least Sousa. Um, He's the only one with half a brain. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, you need to, you know, believe me about what I saw with Ivchenko. Because this is this is now the, the, um, the stakes are now higher. Well, and she um, pulls the trump card that what's in that. Yes ball um because Dooley does not believe her no and um Seuss is like why didn't you come to us and she's like oh because you don't pay attention to me because unless I'm getting you coffee or, or a file, file or lunch you don't see I, me. you don't see me I'm and invisible. she man she eviscerates them she goes through and she's like I am only what you see in me right Sousa wants to put her on a pedestal and protect her yep Dooley sees her as a lost kitten and you know Thompson sees her as a secretary yeah and I loved it because it was finally her being like y'all are dumb I outwitted <laughs> all of you yes she did because you're sexist assholes yep 
Because even, even like, and we've talked about this before, even Susa, who means well, is ingrained with the, the societal... She's she, a woman. And he has to protect and her. And he has to protect her. Yep. And so I was just like, yeah, yeah, Peggy. And so, um, yeah, this is when she, she talks about Steve's blood. And they go to the lab, and they, they open the sphere, and she... Um, I love how sassy Dooley is. He's like, what is this? Uh, is going to implode, explode, spice up a Manhattan? <laughs> <laughs> and she tells him, she's like, this is Captain Steve Rogers' blood. And um, she kept it because she she was trying to keep Steve, Steve she, sa- safe in the only way she could. Haley about brought me to tears I know. in this scene. Oh, my baby. So um, so this is when Dooley and the, uh, and the guys talk it over without Peggy and Jarvis. And Sousa does believe her. And, um, which I kind of think he was so ready to believe her because this... He wants to believe her. He wants to believe her, but also this is a scenario that does not involve her being with Howard romantically. That's true. Because that's what really pissed Sousa off more than anything. It gives him his hope. But whether or not he... But the problem is whether or not she had been with Howard... Shouldn't matter exactly his, how whether or not he cares about her. Exactly, he should to see her as spoiled or something. Yeah, that's, some bullshit. That's bullshit. So yeah. yeah, um, and so uh, this is when Thompson just calls it out that he's carrying a torch for Peggy, which durr, and um, but this is for the casual viewers who had not really picked up on it in the past. Yeah. By the way, and he's like, uh, I'm the one that took her down, you idiot. Which is true. He did bring that does, what he found to... That doesn't mean he's not carrying a torch for her, though. He did it eventually, though. He wrestled with it for quite a while before yeah. he told Dooley. Yeah. Um, and so Dooley's like, listen, you know, I, I'm inclined to trust Sousa even if I don't trust Carter. He trusts Sousa's gut. Yes. And so he's like, okay, I'll watch Avchenko while you guys check out the building based on what uh, Carter says she saw. See if you can find this woman. So I'm like, oh, this is bad. This is so bad. And so he goes back, in, Dooley goes back so into bad. his office, and um, he's like, uh, go, go ahead and close that window because it's cold. And so this is when Ivchenko spots uh, Thompson and uh, Sousa and some other agents like walking f- across the street. There's like five of them. Yeah, walking across the street because they're going to check the building. Yep. And um, so he turns on the full hypnotism again. And, um, well, and he goes to talking about uh, his wife and yes, family. Focus again. on the dinner that you're going to have with your wife and your kids. And Dooley does try. I give it to Dooley. He tries to he resist it. To, he did. But he's already been under the influence already. So yes. he's that much more susceptible. Yeah. And so, um, and he, he knows his pressure points. Pressure points his family. Yep. And so, um, uh, doctor tells him to think about the scene because afterward we have something very important to take care of. You're like, oh shit. Mm-mm. And so, um, uh, Sousa and uh, Thompson, they go to search the building. But it's, I think it's interesting because this is when Thompson tells Sousa that he's like, listen, I believe her. Away from Dooley. Yeah. He's like, I believe her. And he's like, I saw a miniature version of this in Russia. She tore through us. I do not want. I can only imagine what the grown-up version oh, the little, is. Yeah, because he, so tells, he told her. Sh- he told Sousa, shoot her ass, basically. Don't, don't let her talk. Don't let her talk. Shoot her. Yeah. Um, she's lethal. And so I thought that was I thought that was interesting. But yeah, you're, that's a good point. Away from Dooley. Away from Dooley. Did he admit that he believed her? Do you her? think Thompson suspects Dooley's been compromised at this point? 
I suspect that Thompson is so far up Dooley's ass. He wouldn't have even said it. That he wants to please his boss. More than anything. More than anything else. He wants to be the golden boy. He doesn't want to be wrong. Yeah. So he played Dooley's side in the conversation. Because Dooley said he didn't trust Carter yet. Right. Okay. So I see this as Thompson admitting to Sousa, this is what Thompson really thinks. Yeah. But I think before because he's he just knew brown- that was a safe place to exactly. say it. I think he's okay. just brown nosing Dooley. Okay. I don't think one has anything to do with. Yeah. Um. So we see Dooley go to uh, go to the conference room uh, to get Peggy and Jarvis, and he's going to talk to them. And he's like, "There are ears everywhere, so we have to talk somewhere else." Mm-hmm. So they follow him. You know. And he this takes ain't him. Right. He takes him to an interrogation room, and he pulls a gun on him, and he handcuffs them to the table. Um, locks them in, breaks the key off the door so nobody can get to them. Whole shebang, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's under the influence. Yeah. And so this is when we go back to Dottie, and she's leaving the uh, the dentist's office, and she sees Sousa waiting for her. She they sees see a shadow. Other. They see each other, really. <laughs> and um, he pulls a gun on her, and um, and you're like, oh, oh. And then, but then we go fight, before, fight, before we fight, see the uh, before we see the conclusion of that, we go back to Dooley and Ivchenko, and um, Dooley takes Ivchenko to the lab, and um, we see Dooley clear out the scientists because he gives them a dressing down because Peggy stolen this from the lab and he yells at him, which I mean at least that wasn't you know completely was false it? he he said at best it was negligence at worst uh somebody's a traitor or something yeah. like that yeah. yeah and um the guy tried the, the head scientist tries to object he tries to reason with him. he does but Dooley's like get out um and so Ivchenko's like oh that was that was quite good and da 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 and all Ivchenko is interested in is item number 17 and um they're searching for the crate, and this is when Ivchenko sees this vest, and he takes it, um, and so he's like, oh, it's, he heard rumors about it. Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. And so um, Dooley finds item number 17. It's in this crate, and um, Ivchenko realizes that that is exactly what he was looking for. So, so we go back to Dottie, and uh, this is where she spots Sousa, and, um, you know, he pulls a gun on her and she, you know, puts, uh, she missed her. She puts, she puts her briefcase down and she proceeds to just Kick completely disarm him. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. He kind of held, he held his own for a minute there with that he touch. Did. And he did. And, being a, um, her being a red room trained. Yeah. Not bad fighting there. Yeah. Sousa. And, um, so he manages to grab his gun and she runs into the stairwell and I love it because he's like, she's, and she's dropping down and he's like coming down or something she's she's parkouring yeah down she, the middle parkour. of the <laughs> and so it was i i thought it was great she's a great played assassin's visual. creed it was. it was well you know she was on a wire visual. oh of course but still but it, was it was great cool. um and so um one of the agents is waiting down below and Dottie drops in on him and uh but he he and, does hesitate and, and drops him he hesitates because it's yeah. a lady it's a lady which she is exactly, is, mister which is exactly why she was designed that's, the way she was and that's why these women work even if it's a moment's hesitation it's enough it's enough yep. to take advantage of um so this is when Dooley takes Ivchenko to the elevator and he's like I don't want to give this to you 
And he's like, oh, you need to focus. And Dooley gives him the case with item 17 in it. Um, and this is when uh, Ivchenko gives the vest to Dooley. And he tells him that his family is waiting for him. We're like, oh, this is not good. Um, so Thompson, uh, in the other building, he finds the agent's corpse. And he realizes Dottie got the fuck out of there. Yep, she's gone. Um, and honestly, Sousa better just be glad he's not dead. I know, right? At this point. Yes. Um, so uh, Dottie does pick up Ivchenko right outside the SSR. And um, she's, she's really worked up because she's like, we've been compromised. And Ivchenko's like, it's fine. It's good. It's all right. It's no big deal. Got we, it. We've got, we've got the assignment. And she's like, okay, well, we can, we can go ahead and go through their plan. And he's like, no, it's been in storage. We need to test it. And we still don't know what it is. We still don't know what it is. And Dottie's like, um, but the SSR is looking for us. And he's like, no, they're going to be busy with something else pretty soon. You're like, okay. Uh-uh. Avchenko is a planner. Dottie is a doer. Yes. Um, so we see, you know, we see that dynamic that, that which, Dottie is the brawn. Yeah, which both irritates me and interests me. That it's a man ultimately that it's a man in charge. That's ultimately in charge. Even yeah. if she is the muscle. Yeah. It's still that there's a man ultimately in charge. Yeah. But, you know, um, he, he presumably knows the whole plan, though, and she doesn't necessarily. So. True. Whatever. Um, so we go. Well, they haven't exactly been directly in touch for a while. That's so. true. So we go. We go to the interrogation room and Peggy and Jarvis are, are handcuffed to this table. I fucking love this scene. And so Peggy's like, all right, we're going to have to smash through the mirror. And Jarvis keeps stopping her. <laughs> well, what kills me is, okay, so they finally pick sides to the table, yes. which was hilarious. Yes. And so Jarvis is there and he's holding up one side of the table, but his wrist is just kind of <laughs> laying on the table, yeah. useless, sitting there. And I'm like, his poor wrist. Yeah. Although I know she's holding the table up and yeah. that's giving the slack to the cuff, but yeah. Oh, Again, Peggy's doing the heavy they're, lifting. They're picking it up and <laughs> setting it down and picking Beat it up. up. And so I was like, oh, your poor wrist. Because he's like, uh, what if there are people on the other side? And she's like, okay, well, then they're going to get sprayed by glass. And then starts again. Uh, what if there are people on the other side with guns? Then there's okay, going to be spray, spray bullets, bullets. And we're going to get hurt. What kills me, though, is I'm like, okay, if there's anybody on the other side of that mirror, they can hear and see what you're doing. <laughs> Their dumb asses can get out of the way. Um, so they do smash the mirror. <laughs> The mirror and then as soon as they realize um he's like do you know what else i realized and she's like we're still handcuffed to the table yeah. uh but this is when thompson comes in from the from the um from the <laughs> other side of the room and he's like what the hell's going on and they don't know and peggy's like where's chief dooley yes it's a very quick conversation so um so this is when dooley gets uh he's he comes home and he finds his son in the kitchen and he talks to his wife Loretta and um he tells her that he's like um you know I screwed up I let this guy escape and I should be worried and afraid but I'm not and he's like I just I just want to come home and um at this point I was like oh this is this is kind of nice he's he is able to get home and I was like he can get out of this they can break him out of this but then we find out that's all a vision and he is uh, asleep on his desk. Uh-oh. And uh, Thompson banging on the door is what kind of brings him out of it. And he's wearing this vest now, and it's starting to heat up. 
And Jarvis recognizes it immediately. Okay, my first thought is I need a vest like this. I know, because you're so cold But then not so, so much. Nature. I am. I'm not so much the with the death. No, no. Um, but he says this is a prototype, and it was supposed to be, you know, heated armor for cold weather war. It's It just has this slight... Uh, problem. Problem of overheating and blowing up. That's all. And No big deal. So... And it's locked. Uh, yeah. And it's locked. And so... Because um, Stark is a little too good. Of course. He really is. And so um, this is when... Well, okay. I, I, I want to interject here for just hmm. a minute. This shows us the difference between Howard and Tony. Mm-hmm. Because Howard just does. He doesn't really think. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tony thinks while he's doing. Does more design and more... He, he does take a lot of his, his father's ideas. Yeah. But finishes the thought. Yeah. Howard doesn't seem to think... Well, think it through. And also, Tony has the benefit of running simulations. True. With Jarvis. True. Which is really nice. But Howard just, he never seems to think it through to the end. Well, he, he even says in, uh, it was a couple episodes ago, he was like, I can't help what I think up. And that's what it is. He thinks it up, so he does it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, maybe there, there's not a lot of checks in Howard's brain right. at this point. And he doesn't always finish something because yeah. he gets, oh, look, shiny. Yeah. It's, oh, well, this isn't perfected. Oh, I couldn't work the bugs out. Oh, I couldn't, you know. Yeah. Or while he's working on one thing, some other idea pops into his head yeah. and he stops doing this and he runs over there, which is my problem a lot of the time. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's 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 interesting to note. Um, so we go to Sousa and he finds the dentist who um, I'm still the pretty de- happy the, that, that the Dottie dead, killed him. The dentist? The dentist. <laughs> That's good stuff. Thank you. The pervy, pervy dentist. I'll be here all week. He did. And, um, but Dottie conveniently left the message that Ivchenko uh, wrote out ordering Conveniently her to, located. Ordering her to kill Peggy, which was from a couple episodes ago. Right. Um, so this is, this is just proof, again, that Peggy's not working with them. Right. So, um. Plainly written on this piece of paper. Exactly. And they so, kind of have to believe her now. Seriously. And so the vest keeps getting hotter. And Dooley fills everybody in on, on what happened. And um, Jarvis gives them the unhappy news that we can't deactivate the vest because we'll set it off. And there's no way to cool it down. And they try to call, bring the scientists. Yeah. And so wh- the scientist admits that he's like, I, pff, I don't know anything about this. Because they've had these things for weeks and they still don't know. Because, I mean, it's unknown even, tech, so there's no way they could test it safely. Right. Well, even with Jarvis, and Jarvis knows so much about Howard's inventions. It's frightening, really. Yeah. Um, of course, he has the notebooks and notebooks of stuff. And exactly. And he had to study this stuff recently, I guess, so, to help Carter. Yeah. Um, but even with Jarvis explaining to him, okay, it's this, it's this, and this, and this, he still is like, oh, yeah exactly he's like ah we don't know anything about this and even if howard was there they wouldn't have known because howard didn't work the bugs out and so um he uh duly grabs thompson's gun is it thompson's gun yeah specifically okay and he tells uh, he tells everybody to explain to his wife that he's sorry that he missed their dinner and um, he makes Peggy promise that she'll get Ivchenko because he, he recognizes talent. It hurts so much. And he runs out the window. He uses the gun to shoot the window out. He runs out and he blows up midair. Which Sousa sees from across the street. Yes. Because Sousa is still over there. Yes. So looking Sousa at stuff. sees it all from the outside. Um, 
And I, I didn't expect them to kill Dooley off. I did not either. Wow, that was... That, did not see that coming. No, I thought for sure they'd find a way to get him out of it. And that this would be the way for him to realize that Peggy's not... Well, he recognized. He did. Because so. he makes her promise to get Avchenko, yes. not anybody else. Um, he gives the men the task of telling his wife that he's sorry. And he gives Peggy the task of, you catch this guy. Well... Which basically is also telling everybody that she's hired back. Um, yeah, that's true. It's when he says, that a girl, yeah. that my heart just... Mm. Mm. I'm sad it's, that it took this to make him recognize that. Yeah, but... But. Um, talk, so talk about Snafu. Yeah. There it is. There it is. And so um, Susa comes back from the other building and um, Peggy blames herself because she's the one that got that suggested Ivchenko come back, which he could have at any point made them take him. Absolutely. But uh, Peggy's known for blaming herself for everybody, anybody around her dying. Yeah. She's always going to blame herself. So um, she thinks it's her fault, but she also thinks that it's Howard's fault for building this stuff in the first place. Cause it is. Cause it is. And um, so Peggy doesn't, she, she kind of muses whether they were after Steve's blood or not. And I think no, because they're already working on Bucky. Or Hydra is. That's this true. This is Leviathan, though. That's true. Um, there's that, but also they may not have known it existed because he had it, it was hidden. Plus, Leviathan is pretty good about their own super soldiers. True. true. Uh, they, got, they got some Black Widow action going on. Yeah, so. they do. Um, so this is where we see Dottie go to a movie theater with her new baby carriage. And... Um, we get some bickering because somebody's like, you know, oh, man, a baby. And then a woman tries to be nice to her. She's like, it's fine. Don't listen to them. But Dottie turns on this gas cylinder that's underneath the blanket, and she covers her mouth, and she walks out. And um, Ivchenko meets her outside. and um, Well, they bar the door. They bar the door. And so we're like, oh, shit's about to go down. Um, so we go back to the lab, and Peggy uh, is able to confirm that the blood is still there. Yes. So they were after something else entirely. So there's that. Right. And they confirm that item number 17 is gone. And Jarvis is like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, he doesn't know item 17. Yeah. He would know it by the code name, but he doesn't. Right. Um, And so we go back to the movie theater and we see uh, people starting to react to the gas. Uh, They start coughing. And then they start fighting each other rather viciously. Okay, so... This scene is so reminiscent of Kingsman. Yes, it is. That I had to go and look up the air dates for this episode and for when Kingsman came out. Yeah. Kingsman came out on February 13th. Which means they had already filmed all this. This episode aired February 17th. Yeah. Literally four days. Yeah. After. Yeah. Because it it was very Kingsman-y. So, but I don't know... Well, I mean, the idea of that. But it was gas versus new. technology. Yeah, but still. Still, yeah. Like, yeah. And so uh, I, I really like the way they ended this. We see um, husband and wife are bickering about the husband having to drive around the block like six times to try to find a good parking space. And they were late for the movie. And she's it's a perfectly good parking lot across the street. And she's bicker, and they're bickering. And an usher uh, finds the doors barred. And so they pull the doors open to find everybody's dead. Yes, and the usher and screams, ah! as, as, as one should. Yeah, and that's the end of our episode. 
because one should scream when you find a theater full of dead people. I would think so. I would, yeah. Damn, son. So yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was a snafu from start to finish. Boy, wasn't it? But I really, I I felt vindication on Pe- Peggy's part for the whole. I finally get to tell you guys what sure. I really think of you. Absolutely. I know, right? You know. So I, I thought she, that was nice. And she's not she's not being mean. She's just trying to tell them how it really is and what all they've missed. Yeah. And they, they need to, you're looking at this all the wrong way. But I thought it was really good because it wasn't just, I'm a woman and you don't respect me. It was you each see what you want to see in me. And here's what you see. Yeah. And it's not. That's and even Sousa, who's the quote-unquote good guy, right, is tainted by the fact that he sees her in a certain light. And she don't need no man. She no, don't need she a man don't. to protect her. No, she don't. She don't need Jarvis. <laughs> Jarvis needs her, though. That's... Jarvis. Ew, I loved the, when, he, when his voice gets all high and he was like, I panicked. <laughs> I was like, somebody was, hug him. He was such a little puppy dog. I loved it. I was like, please hug him. He didn't know what to do. He was trying to help. He was. Where does his wife think he is, though? That's what I really want to know. That's a good question. So. Probably cleaning up more of Howard's crap again. Probably. Who knows? So, yeah. So, I'm, I'm excited for the finale yeah, so after I'm, this. I'm very interested to see where all this was going to go. Because, like, we have one. Because at the time this was airing, this was not a series. Right. This was this, a mini-series. This was a mini-series, and the next episode would be it. Yes. So, yeah, um, I'm kind of I'm I'm upset that Dooley died very, but I think they did a nice job with him because, well, they humanized him. They did. He wasn't just a one dimensional. Ooh, he's the bad guy boss who doesn't respect Peggy. And even Thompson and Sousa, in different respects, they were all trying to do their jobs and they really worth. It's like when Sousa suggests why didn't you come to us? Like, he really thinks that that would have been a viable solution. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, oh, honey. no. You know, no. that wouldn't have worked. Well, and they set all of that up. Yeah. Throughout this, you know, in just six short episodes. Because even in the first episode, she's like, Howard's not involved in this. And they're like, yeah, whatever. They didn't. You know, they You're never, a girl. Yeah. Here, have some filing. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I think, I think the, the character development in the men, particularly... Has been interesting. I think there's been more character development in the characters around Peggy than Peggy than herself. in Peggy herself. Yeah. I I agree, um, and I love seeing Dottie kick ass, man. Yeah, it's it's entertaining. It's very true. So yeah, and I would her, like hey, to see mister. a fight. I would like to see a fight between Dottie and Natasha. Ooh, Tasha would win. Yeah, because she's got the electrocuting thing. Yeah, she does. So yeah. Hmm. That and Natasha never never do we see her use the the ploy. Not like Dottie. No. I mean, she plays she plays dumb a little bit in the beginning of the Avengers, well, but in, not in, to the extent of Dottie. In Iron Man 2. She's not even like but that. She, but not like that. No, not the, not the wide-eyed, innocent No, no, she plays the, the subservient. Yeah. Well, she's from the legal pool. Yeah, yeah. You know, she plays a more of a subservient role, but, but not like this. That's why, that's why... Like, when I don't we, think I could buy that from Natasha. Anyway. I don't think I could either. But when we got the reveal of Dottie, yeah. I was like, "Holy shit! Yeah, this well, is great!" Yeah, and well, and it makes uh, Natasha. It helps Natasha's character. It does because we're seeing Natasha's backstory without Natasha. Yeah, with the red room and all of that, the yeah. retcon backstory. Anyway, yeah. So that's enjoyable. So I'm excited. Respect, respect, man. 
Respect for the Black Widow. Yeah. So, interesting. So, yeah, it was a good episode. It I was. It. it was a snafu all around, but it was a pleasurable snafu. It was. <laughs> Poor Dooley, though. I know. I was, like, because Yauk I didn't care about. I was like, ah, he got hit by a bus. Or it was a bus or a truck or something. Truck something. Um, but Dooley, I was like, oh, man. And especially with the whole family angle. Yes. You cared about him. Yeah. Yeah, which I think it was great leaps because when we start the when we start the first episode, I'm like, you asshole! I don't give a shit about you. But you, but you, when you look at things from his point of view, I mean, from his perception yeah. of the situation, you can see where he's coming from. He's doing the best he could with what he had. Well, and I think it's interesting because people people want to give others a pass. Like you want to give your old grandma a pass because she's from a different time. You have to actively change your thinking. Yes. Um, you have to actively be like, what I've been taught by society is kind of bullshit. Yeah. With regards to gender roles or, or even... I still have issues with that. I do too. Even with regards to other people's sexuality, I'm a lot... I try to be a lot less judgmental than I was before, mm-hmm. but that takes work. It, it does. And so you see these guys having to go, oh... This this is not... And it's not easy to do. No, it really isn't. So I think that's interesting to, th- it is. to think about. And well, I think- just, even Sousa, who is more, I dare say, advanced, yeah, uh, more forward-thinking than the rest of the guys, he's still years, yeah. decades behind. It's like those people that are like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not racist at all. You know, and you're like... Yeah. Pretty sure you still are. You just don't realize it. Yeah, and whether or not you intend to you be, have to be aware of these things. Yeah, so, it's, I, it's and difficult. kudos to the show for tackling that from a feminism standpoint. Well, and speaking of racism, we have things to talk about in the next episode. Yes, so. we do. So, uh, so I don't have anything else. No, I'm good. Aside from uh, just a reminder that we are going to be doing a season two preview cast. Um, and now that we're going live, this is the perfect time to start sending us feedback. Love some feedback. So yeah, randomtpodcast at gmail.com. And if you know our Sleepy Hollow cast, you know feedback can be a, an integral part of our episodes and it can be fun and can be interactive. Talk to us, damn it. <laughs> Focus on contacting Focus us. Focus on contacting us. As I twirl a ring. Sure, sure. <laughs> So, yeah. Anything else? Nope. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.